You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 136. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 136th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. If you want to connect with me on Instagram or Twitter, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs. And if you currently follow me on the How Does Underscore She Do It accounts for Twitter and Instagram, I encourage you to move from that account to go to my Tiff South account because obviously managing two Instagram accounts and two Twitter accounts ain't my jam. So Check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff South, Tiff with two Fs. And if you are listening to this episode, take a screenshot, share it and tag me and I will repost you to my stories. Thank you very much in advance and I look forward to connecting with you on the grams. And now let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending that you listen to two different things. Yvette Unplugged by Yvette Henry is a podcast, and she is the she's married to Glenn Henry, who is also known as Belief Mel. He has a YouTube channel called Belief in Fatherhood. They have a podcast together called How Married Are You? That podcast is really good. If you don't listen to it, I highly encourage you to listen to it because they talk to both married couples, they talk to people who are single, and they just talk about life, real life things. It's it's very entertaining, really good. And it's just nice to see black people talking about, you know, these kinds of things. They are also believers. And what I like about Yvette's podcast is this is her space for her developing her voice. And she's talking through a lot of her current self-growth and self-development. And it's a really, I think, insightful, it's really helpful for me as I am on my own self-knowledge journey and self-awareness journey. And she talks about very real things. She's a mom. She is, you know, she used to be a teacher and she's been staying at home and just really exploring what it is to walk through life in this season for herself. And I find it insightful. So I encourage you to check that out. She, It's on Spotify. Again, the podcast is called Yvette Unplugged. But this actually wasn't my initial, just my thoughts, but I wanted to give her a shout out because she recommended a book that I'm also going to add to just my thoughts called The Road Back to You, An Enneagram Journey to Self-Discovery. This book is written by Ian Morgan Cron and Suzanne Stable. And what I like about this book and what she kind of introduced to the podcast, it is really a book also about increasing your self-knowledge. It uses the Enneagram, which is a personality assessment that has nine different sort of personality types, if you will. And there are a lot of free resources online that can, where you can take your, take your Enneagram assessment to kind of figure out what type you are. 
I found mine to be very accurate and I won't go into too much of the specifics, but what I think is really good about this book so far is that it talks about the value of self-knowledge and becoming aware of who you are and how life experiences have impacted the way you've developed as that relates to and can impact your relationship with Christ. And that is something that I have been really interested in for a really long time and have always kind of intuited that some of the challenges that I have had in my own life and in my personal development have how they have impacted my ability to be open and vulnerable as I grow and as I grew in my relationship with my heavenly father. And so this is just one kind of sort of window into that journey. I think it is, um, I think it is really good so far. I recommend though that you take, well, the book assumes that you haven't taken an Enneagram assessment, which I think is fine. I liked that I took my assessment first because it kind of gave me that lens through which to read and understand some of the things that they're talking about. So that I thought is kind of helpful. And it, what I think is really valuable is that it's not just about your own Enneagram type, but helping you kind of understand how to relate to other people based on some of their, you know, some of the things that might be true about their type. And so if you like this kind of stuff, you like assessments, all the things, I recommend it. And I think it could be fun, insightful. And again, you take what you will from it. You leave what you what what you don't. And um, it just gives you kind of a new way to think about yourself in relation to other people. And that, my friends, concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. How have you been doing? How have you been doing? This season, outside of COVID-19 related things, has been really, really interesting for me. And I think it has been compounded by COVID-19 related things. When I first thought about what I was going to talk about today, it was before I had what I think was a pretty significant mood shift between the time I outlined this episode and waking up this morning to record it. And it is amazing how it doesn't necessarily, mood shifts don't have to necessarily be prompted by something in particular, but you, when you're self-aware and when you're paying attention, you can notice a difference in your energy. And I had noticed a difference in my energy when I went to bed last night and I woke up with that same sort of weight over me. And what I did what I was struggling with was feeling kind of sad, feeling kind of lonely in the sense that I am, you know, we're in several weeks of being quarantined and kind of social, physical distancing, so to speak. And I have not hugged another person in almost two months. I have not been in physical proximity to people who I care about. I have been dealing with trying to learn to be more flexible in the way that I use my time and really release some of the self-imposed expectations about doing things or, you know, feeling like I need to 
learn this thing or do this thing in this way so that I can get to XYZ result and all of that. Trying to release that in favor of obedience, in favor of giving control back to God and taking it out of my own hands and rather releasing it from my own hands. I have been trying to follow nudgings of the spirit as opposed to emotional motivations or being being moved by the emotions created by seeing things on Instagram or hearing things that other people say or desires that other people have for themselves and therefore adopting them on my own. So just trying to release a lot of things and free myself of a lot of pre-existing behavioral and thought patterns. This again also is a is a direct byproduct of the work that I've been doing in therapy and I'm really really grateful for it in this season. So when I woke up this morning feeling the way that I felt, I was like, okay, this is new. I had a really, really good day yesterday, but there was something that I felt, you know, compelled or weighed, weighed down by. And what I did was I spent time in the word. I spent time trying to renew my mind, if you will, with truths from scripture and it has made a difference. It has made a difference so far. It has made a difference in the way that I've that I've looked at at this at this day even. And I shared this because it is okay to have to give yourself the room to feel your emotions. It is okay to give yourself the room to walk through the thoughts that might be negative, the feelings that might be sad, the feelings that might be connected to, might be anxious, the feelings that might be angry. It is okay to feel those things. And it is also important to know how to access what can get you through them. One of the the things that I have learned and am continuing to learn is that it is not our job to try to get over things, but is instead our right to work through them. We have the freedom to work through them. And I'm so grateful for the fact that there is no condemnation in Christ, that I do not have to feel guilt or shame for having not great thoughts or not great emotions, but that I have the protection and the provision and the truths of my relationship with God the Father, my understanding of who Christ is through scripture and the connection to the spirit of Christ by virtue of being a believer. And I'm so grateful for that. And so I hope that in me sharing just this brief reflection that you can give yourself the room to feel the things that you feel. Give yourself the room to bring them to the f- the feet of your father. And I want to share one scripture related to this. It is 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7 and it just says cast your all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And I'll read the full, I'll read the verse that comes right before it. The verse that comes right before it says, and this is 1 Peter 5, verse 6, 
Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And humble is often, that word humble is often connected to a feeling, to to the opposite of arrogance, right? When someone has to be humble, humble yourself. It means like the, it is often connected to someone who's being arrogant or boastful in this particular, in these two verses, as I read them and as I think about particularly the casting your anxieties on him, humbling is also surrendering. It is also relinquishing control. It is saying that I am not in charge here but I'm in humbling myself under God's almighty hand, I am making myself available to his strength. I am making myself available to his protection. I'm making myself available to his provision and his control and giving him my anxieties. I'm casting them onto him. I'm taking them away from myself and giving them to him. Why? Because he cares for me. He cares about me. And that truth is so comforting. That truth is so important to hold on to in this season when lots of anxieties are filling our space. Lots of anxieties and fears about very real things are making taking up real estate in our minds. But when you remember that don't condemn yourself for having the anxieties, but cast them onto him. Give them to God because he cares for you and he wants to take that burden from you because he is your rock and your refuge. He is a very present help in trouble. He is the one who comforts you and is with you and leads you to still waters. He doesn't lead you to rocky and you know raggedy situations. He might have to carry you through them but it is not his doing that gets you to those things. He leads you instead to peace. He leads you into, you know, thanksgiving and into praise and into all these things. This just took a direction that I did not intend it to go, but I'm really grateful for it because even as I have been saying these things out loud, I have felt my own mood shift. And that is the power of Christ. That is the power of the word. That is the power of the truth that we have promised to us in scripture. And the more that we work to make that, these truths, I should say, regular occurrences in our vocabulary and regular things that we reflect on and turn to, then we can shorten sometimes the period of the negative moments that we have. And again, it doesn't mean that reality instantly changes, but our posture towards reality can change. And that actually leads into what I really wanted to talk about today, which is the presence of both obstacles and opportunities. The very real reality that as we are navigating uncertain times in some ways, that While there are obstacles, there are ways for us to take advantage of the opportunities that this season presents, I should say. 
and really it does pre- prevent <laughs> some some other opportunities from developing that we might not have been best positioned for that we might have had our heart and mind set on but were things that maybe we should not have had our heart and mind set on so kind of relating to what i just touched on we have to recognize the power of perspective the power of perspective when you choose to look at or see something in a certain light and in a certain way it can dictate the way that you approach and respond to that thing we are in a season and in a time and i'll speak to this specifically in relation to careers because that is the way that a lot of this has been coming to me in a lot of the conversations that I've been having. We know that the unemployment numbers are through the roof. We know that the government program for small businesses ran out of money. We know that companies have furloughed employees, have laid people off. We know that some industries will not be the same after this time period. We know those things to be true. And also, there are industries that are thriving. There are companies that are hiring. There are companies that are creating new roles in light of this situation. There are new technologies and old technologies being reevaluated and updated. There are new opportunities being created in the midst of this very, very uncertain time. And by understanding the two truths that there are jobs being lost and that unemployment is real and that there are also opportunities to be hired does not negate the reality of one or the other. It does not mean that one is less or more true. It just means that now knowing this reality and recognizing this other one, I can now move in a more informed way. That the perspective that you take does not limit you or box you in to only one version of the story of events. It opens you up to recognize that, oh, okay, I can see where opportunity can be available to me here. One thing that as a career coach, I have found very, very interesting is that in a season where people have in fact lost their jobs, in a season where people are are trying to figure out what is next for them in their careers, I have been booking career strategy sessions. People have been coming to me to say, I am ready and I see an opportunity now that my job is less busy than it was six months ago, or that I am, I have more time to think through where I am in my career. I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity to try to prepare myself for a career transition not just see the fact that there is an obstacle in their way that they have to work from home or that they still have to go to work every day and be in a situation where they are exposed to, you know, the elements and exposed to risk of, you know, coming home with COVID-19 or whatever the case may be and still see opportunity there. And that has been a refresher for me to remind myself of 
you know, the value that I add by offering the services that I offer, which is something that I was nervous about as this career landscape has shifted. So when you think about what you are dealing with right now, what perspective are you taking? And to my point earlier about Yes, we have negative feelings. We have thoughts that are challenging. We feel sad. We have our ups and downs. It is not a rejection of those things. It's not a pretending that those things aren't true. It's not condemning yourself for having them. But where are you choosing to spend most of your energy? How long are you parking under the bridge, so to speak, of the challenging emotions that you are facing? Have you access the resources that could help you move through the challenging situation that you have? Have you sought the outside perspective of a friend who could help you think through and talk through the com- the complexity of the emotions that you are feeling? Because if you are only relying on the thoughts in your own brain and not taking it to scripture, not bringing it to Christ in prayer, not talking through it or writing it out, or just standing in the middle of your living room like I did yesterday and listen to Refiner by Maverick City. If you have not listened to Maverick City music and their volume, I think they have like maybe one or two volumes of albums right now. When I talk about amazing worship music, oh my goodness, it's so good. But I listened to this song yesterday. Again, Refiner by Maverick City Music. And the one of the lyrics goes, I want to be tried by fire purified. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. If your glory wants to come in, let it fall. We want it all. Your fire is consuming. Fill this place. Set it ablaze. I'll be a living sacrifice for you. Obviously, I'm not singing the song. It, the, it's hearing it sung by Maverick City Music. Music does it much better justice than reading just those lyrics. But when the fire of fear and anxiety and sadness and worry consume you, we have access to a fire that will purify us, that will will allow us to worship and praise our way through. And that is that is what I had to do for myself yesterday. And that is something, have you tried to do that for yourself? Have you invited other people to help you do that? Have you communed with others to help you think through some of the obstacles that are that are happening and that are facing you right now? Have you asked for accountability to navigate those situations? We have so much available to us, even in the midst of the struggle that we are in. And I encourage you and I implore you to make yourself available to a new fire. Make yourself available to what can help you see the lens and experience what you're dealing with in a different way. Again, this is not a magic wand expectation for a solution. It's not something that is going to instantaneously change the reality. But when you change your emotions about your reality, it can almost create a new reality for you, even while the facts of the circumstance don't change. So I really encourage you to harness the power of perspective and to choose the perspective that you want to take and to give yourself room to feel what you feel and also give yourself room to choose how you are going to move your way through it. 
The second thing that I want to encourage you to do when thinking about the presence of obstacles and opportunity is to focus on what you can control. People have asked me several times how I have been dealing with the reality of the current situation that that I'm in, particularly because I'm, I'm living alone. And something that I have come back to all the time is trying to be very present. Trying to be very present, thinking about today, thinking a little bit about tomorrow, but not dwelling on the months and weeks that have yet to come to bear. In reading The Road Back to You, one of the things that they talked about for my specific Enneagram type is the tendency to allow fear to guide me. And one of the things that they made a distinction between was fear and anxiety and in a way that I hadn't really I hadn't really thought about it. So fear is a is an emotional response that comes really in in relation to a very specific and eminent threat. Anxiety is a prolonged response that constantly asks what if? What if? But what about this? But what about that? And some of us we all deal with that you know, every day as people, right? We have that. Some of us dwell and live in the anxiety mindset, present company included, more often than, than not, or maybe not more often than not, but stay there in, in a longer, for longer periods of time, or think about, ask that, that what if question for things for, and just keep going with it and allow, allow ourselves to be kind of taken down a rabbit hole. What is powerful, and we talked about, you know, first Peter chapter five, verse seven, casting your anxieties upon the Lord. But one thing that helps with anxiety about what we can't control is focusing on what we can. What can I do right now? What is within my sphere of influence? What can I do to impact XYZ situation? Who can I call? What list can I write? What walk can I take? What thing can I clean? What thing can I build? What, you know, inbox can I clear? What load of laundry can I do? What can I do right now that I can control? What person in my network can I reach out to? What assignment can I do for work? Where can I add value? What is my value? How can I assess where I am? How can I assess where I want to go? What research can I do? What questions can I ask? As opposed to what if this doesn't go this way? Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? Or what if this changes? Or what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And I, again, find myself in and out of those what if periods. And I am, I feel like at least I am becoming more adept at pulling myself out of those rabbit holes and asking myself, okay, what is really going on here? What am I really concerned about? And is that a very present thing that I need to be worried about? Or is it something that I'm projecting forward that hasn't come to bear yet? And if it hasn't come to bear yet, I have to let it go. And I have to think about where I am right now in this very moment. 
So as you think about the opportunities that are present right now, as you think about the obstacles that are present right now, think about what you can actually control. How can you, by doing something tangible, take advantage of or pursue or sometimes even create an opportunity? And how can you navigate through an obstacle that you are facing? There is a lot that is outside of our control, but there is also so much that is within our sphere of influence that we overlook or that we downplay or that we minimize or we chalk up to, you know, whatever other circumstance or whatever other power. When in reality, as believers, as people who have access to the source, not the resource of our job, for example, not the resource of the grocery store, but the source of what allows us to get to the job or what allows us to get to the grocery store. We have a direct line to being able to think through and think about how am I going to navigate these situations. And remember, we are not trying to navigate these situations on our own. And when I say focus on what you can tr can control, this is a this is making sure that you are not trying to hold on to control what you are not supposed to be trying to control. Because that's the other side of this that can take us down the wrong path is trying to keep control of things that we are actually supposed to give to God. But what are the things that he has entrusted us with? What are the things that are what you can lay your hands on right now to do something about and to do something with or to add value to? One of the verses I read earlier today was 1 Corinthians 2.16. And this verse reads, for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And what Paul is getting at here is that no one can instruct Christ. No one can instruct God. No one can tell them what to do. But through the Holy Spirit, we have the mind of Christ. Therefore, we have insight and access to insight to renew our minds, to understand the desires that God has for us, to understand his will, and to understand how we can move and navigate. And when I tell you that I have been getting very comfortable with this reality in the last few weeks, so much so that even this morning, something that I signed up to do and be part of has been giving me angst and giving me, rubbing me kind of the wrong way. And not because there's anything wrong with this thing that I signed up for, but because it is going against what I was supposed to give up control of. It is going against what I know I'm supposed to be doing in this season. Remember, we... God is not the author of confusion. God has given us a spirit of sound mind and discipline and love. Peace that surpasses all understanding is made available to us through Christ. And so when something at a sort of core level rubs you the wrong way, or when you feel like, oh, you know, I don't really know if I should do this, not 
the what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? Which actually sometimes also signals that we are going in a direction that we are not supposed to go in. When you make a decision that is in alignment with Christ, it is one that should give you peace. When you make a decision that is in alignment with what you know to be true about the steps that you should be taking, it should give you peace. Even if that thing itself, the thing that you, the resource that you accessed, the coach that you wanted to reach out to, the program that you wanted to do, that it is not an indictment of that particular thing. It is more about where you should be spending your energy based on what you know Christ has called you to do or not do. It is about what you are supposed to be keeping within your sphere of influence and control and not turning it over to someone else to teach you something or to do something. And saying that as a coach, right, who encourages people to work with me by virtue of them needing a certain service or working to, through a strategy session, it used to feel some kind of way, I should say, to say that because I'm like, oh, am I talking somebody out of working with me? Maybe, because you know what you're praying for. You know what you have been asking God for, and you should also be able to know when he has revealed what you should be taking advantage of and what you should be doing that align with what he has told you to do or what he has instructed you to do. And when it doesn't, then obedience requires us to move away from the thing that we're not supposed to be dealing with. Obedience requires us to follow him and again, there are seasons for, there's a season for everything, right? Ecclesiastes tells us there is a season for teaching. There is a season for being taught. There's a season for working with, you know, for working with people and learning from others and making yourself available to groups and doing all the things. There's a season for applying for jobs and there's a season for not applying for jobs. There's a season for being busy and a season for sitting still, right? There are seasons for everything. And Focusing on what you can control, part of that is trying to figure out what season are you in and what do you need to do inspired and motivated and nudged by Christ to get you to do those things, to move you in that direction. And where do you need to be letting go? Where do you need to lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him so that he may direct your path? Where do you need to be leaning on him for wisdom and asking for wisdom and not being like a double-minded person and thinking that you won't get it? Where do you need to trust that he is your rock and your refuge? Where do you need to believe that he is going to take care of you, that he is your strength, that he your, that his strength is made perfect in your weakness? Where do you need to believe that he has great plans for you? Where do you need to trust and let him lead? Where are those areas for you? And where do you then pick up to do the things that he has tasked you with, that he will lead you in to do the work that he has for your hands? And I want you to hear, this is not a passive process. This is an active conversation. It is an active relationship. It is an active engagement with checking in, 
praying, asking, writing, listening, being aware, and just kind of going through that. The renewal of your mind, the renewing of our spirit, it's a daily process. It's daily work. We die daily to our flesh so that we can be made whole and we can be, our character can be shaped to the character of Christ. All of this, is, it takes work. It takes intention. But the way that I have felt myself grow in the last several weeks by virtue of me taking time to develop this closeness and to really get still and honest with myself about where I'm struggling with control and about where I am hesitant to, to, to let things go and to say, you know what, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, Lord. Help me to see where I should let go of control. Help me to see where you are, where, where I'm missing something, right? In doing that work, that has made this process so much more of a dialogue for me and not a dictation, if you will, because that's not the kind of relationship that God desires to have with us anyway. I hope that in hearing these thoughts that you have been encouraged to think about where you are right now, to think about the opportunities that are available to you, to think about the power of your perspective in taking advantage of those opportunities while navigating the obstacles. We are again, in a difficult situation, yet we are also in a unique position as believers to navigate this storm and weather and come out better on the other side of this thing. I am praying for you. I am very much aware of the, the loss that is present in this season and in loss, no matter what season it is in all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose, feel your feelings, bring your feelings to Christ, feel your feelings, ask for opportunity to see what can be gained from this, feel your feelings and be made aware of the very real reality that there is so much that can come from the work of our hands when we ask for the work of our hands to be influenced and moved by the power of Christ. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this 136th episode of How Does She Do It? I asked if you have not done so recently, well, not recently, but if you have not done so, please leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app. Please leave a rating if you listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to this podcast. I appreciate your feedback. I also saw a, a review on Podbean. So if you're listening on Podbean, shout out to you and you can leave your, your ratings there as well. I appreciate you. Connect with me on Instagram. I am at Tiff South. If you are interested in connecting with me, you can schedule a call with me, bit.ly slash the number 10 T-I-F-F. That's bit.ly slash one zero T-I-F-F. Again, I appreciate you and I look forward to connecting with you next time. Until then, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.